Yo, man, what's going on? It's your boy Just. We back here for another episode of Global Unlimited Podcast. And as usual, we got a special guest in the building. And, um, poet, writer, yes, sir. Uh, author, yes, sir. Um, play director or producer, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if I, if I miss anything else, we're gonna definitely talk about it today. Uh, as you know, introduction a little farther away, my man, uh, Mr. Ty Evans. How you doing today, man? Hey, man, good to see you. Good no to doubt, be here. No uh, um, I caught one of your performances at the um, the library. The Trent Library downtown. Yeah, and um, it was uh, you know, my man James Graham uh, invited me over, mm-hmm. invited me down there, told me about it. I met um, Marcia Milo. Yeah, good there, poet. Um, and a few other people I knew from down there. And it was this one poet, young uh, young brother, and I think he just got sober recently. Yeah, he did yeah. a poem about uh, about you know, yeah. addiction and all that and alcoholism and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because that poem that he wrote. That you spoke that day is crazy because it hit really home, like real hard. Because actually, I was I went through the same thing. Me you too. I mean, so oh, okay, so you tell me you can relate to as well. Oh, probably quadruple times, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, I'm very proud of that young man. Do uh, you remember his name? I forgot his name. Yes, his name is Joe, and um, I forget Joe's last name, but um, he's doing really good. Um, I knew his family and I got to coach him as a young man and I kind of lost touch with him. And, um, when he, you know, I guess he went through that rough period that he was talking about, yeah. but it's great to see him come out on the other side and, um, doing the poetry at that time, I think at the library, I wasn't sure who he was. Right. Then he came out to another event and that's when it came back to me who it was. And it was a real good moment for me. Yeah. I think that's the first time he, um, ever did anything. Mm-hmm. And um, like I say it was it was real. He's still sober. He's doing some good things because I, I I keep in touch with him now often and often on. He'll come to an event or I'll see something on Facebook. But he's living life. Okay. Is he the writing that you know of? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what's. I think his job doesn't get him out. He doesn't get to perform as much as he used to, but he's doing good stuff. And the main thing, as long as he's living a positive life and not, you know, I mean, yes, sir. Doing stuff that he's just good. Uh, like, so I can relate to the whole situation. I mean, my life changed. Um, back in um 2006, um, due to alcoholism, I mean, I was hospitalized the day before my birthday, my 30th, uh, my 30th birthday, and uh, I, uh, in the um, what what they call chronic chronic pancreatitis, not cancer, but uh, chronic uh, pancreas, uh, pancreas, pancreatitis. Basically, my pancreas flares up from all the drinking and all that, and I was eating and stuff, and uh, now you know, that I've had to drink since 2006. That's so crazy. That's going on, going on, uh, 14 years, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's a big issue in our community besides the drug except by alcoholism because it's a legal mm-hmm. substance that people can purchase at any time and, you know, definitely get abused. Well, you know I bumped heads with both of them, drugs and alcohol, and it was a long, uh, a long, hard run. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think about where I would be now if i hadn't uh chose that route but you know all you really have is today so I, i'm thankful for today and the things that i'm doing today right but for any young people out there you ain't got to make the mistakes i made yeah i tell them all the time like because um i'm in my early 40s mm-hmm. and i mean i tell my sons all the time like y'all don't have to go down the road that i went down yeah yeah i mean because i did it already there's no point for y'all to do it too and yeah. life is too <laughs> short man you um out in them streets and stuff it's like being in a time bubble, you know, and mm. you wake up and half your life could be gone. gone. That's if you live that long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially, like I said, living in the streets. You come from uh, Born and Raised in Trenton. Yes, sir. Uh, West Trenton. Yes, sir. What, uh, what's the street? Uh, I lived off of Stuyvesant Avenue on a street called Oak Lane, right oh. by Cowardly Park. Like the, okay. Yep. All right. So you're familiar with all that, 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 that the projects, the, yeah, uh, I, um, the Stuyvesant, all the jobs. Then I moved out, out North Trenton. I lived off oh, you the right Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> And um, I ran all over, but, you know, at that time, not doing anything positive. Right. And um, 
I'm glad that's changed, you know. So how long have you been living a sober life? I've been clean and sober for six years now. Um, that's what's up. I was the uh, in and out cat. You know, I'd stop one, then do the other one. <laughs> or I, I would um, be uh, what I call a drive drunk, where um, I might not have been doing nothing, but my life was just as bad as it was when I was. You drink it, yeah. And uh, that makes sense. To make that make sense, um, I had to get a God in my life. I had to get spirituality in my life because if not for for me, I, this might not be for everybody. Right. Just not doing the substances didn't change me. I had to do some other work too. Right. So you're, I'm still working. You ever went to the, the, the program, the uh, yes. A and everything? Yep. I, I still go to meetings. Um, I went through several uh, institutions and several rehabs, but it wasn't until I was ready. And mine took a long time, quite some time, you know. And um, I I guess I'd say it bruised and battered me, but um, I am thankful to God that I'm still alive because I really shouldn't be. And now, because I said the same thing, but, you know, I also say that we, you know, you think to the higher power that we are here for a real reason. That's why we're still mm-hmm. here. And we just do things that we're doing now. Um, so when, I had two questions and I'm trying to put, put them both together. Going back to the addiction thing, because cause I, I went through, the, like I said, I went through the alcoholism, you know what I'm saying? And, and people say it's not as bad as other drugs, but the physical addiction is just as bad like any other drug, especially with the withdrawal and all that. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe, and this is just my story, that anything you abuse, Mm. you won't catch some pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, it could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be lottery. It could be gambling. Um, it could be that girl you can't leave alone or that guy. You, you Whatever you are addicted to and abuse will eventually abuse you. I don't, um, the horrors of addiction are the horrors of addiction. Um, I have seen people do stuff for heroin, I've seen people do stuff for coke. I've seen people do stuff for alcohol. I've seen people do stuff for lottery tickets. Um, not all the same, but everybody has their own bottom, their own right. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all turns into something negative eventually. Yep, and they all hurt just the same. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Like I said, it was, um, you know, mine was a medical condition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying and. I woke up in the hospital that morning, like, oh well, something got to change. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah something yeah. got to change. So, in in that in that process or in that that, that point of time, change your life. Did you ever pick up the pen then, or you just you, you did decide to pick up the pen? And oh well, I, so I grew up writing. Um, I grew up in the theater and the arts. My my mother taught theater and in the arts at the Y in downtown Trenton, and my dad was an off Broadway playwright and. Uh, a director. He had a theater company in Trenton. So I grew up in the arts. I grew up writing poetry. Um, uh, then I started playing sports. I was active in that. And then um, I took a turn for the worse. I got, I don't want to say I started hanging with a bad crowd because you can be with somebody. You don't have to do what they you do. She's making bad decisions. Yeah, I made bad decisions. I can relate to that too. <laughs> and um, I was hard-headed. And um, I went on a run that uh, just, you know, it was almost like a, a reoccurring nightmare. You know, I, yeah. I would get some time. If I had all the time that I had sober continuously, I wouldn't have had this story. But I, I would start for a while, I would stay clean. And I, my, I think my main thing in the beginning was my family. Uh, I didn't want to let go my I didn't want to let go of my sons and my wife, and um, so I worked extra hard to try to fight it. But you really can't, per se, fight a, a disease like that. You kind of have to surrender to the fact that you got it. Yeah, exactly. And right. um, in me thinking that I was doing good, um, I was also causing harm at the same time. And um, a lot of those uh, fences I'm still trying to mend today. But um, for anybody out there, you can do it. I mean, I, I would have never thought that I would have to get to my late 40s and 50s to figure 
to figure things out. Yeah. Um, it happens like that, especially in our community, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. our community is kind of built that. like that, you know. It's kind of, you know, there's a lick store in every corner. There's mm-hmm. a trap on every corner. And then um, we have developed this mentality where we don't realize that half the guys selling the stuff are just as addicted to that life as the ones using it. That's exactly. really how I got in it, you know, wanting to be... Uh, that fast life, yeah. the money, the, the, the glamour life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Seeing, seeing the cops come, we all run it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, at the same time, too. That life, that life is addictive, you know what I mean? People understand, like, that that, that whole, you know, the, I don't even say that, but hustling life, mm-hmm. that, that form of hustling anyway is very addictive, you know what I mean? Being out there... The late nights, early morning. You know what I'm saying yeah. you, you, you trapping all night long. You have to early in the morning. You know your life ain't the same. Mm-mm. You know it's not the same. You know you're not. You know. Um, you know, is not a responsible individual living that type of life. I you stopped know? writing during that period. I didn't do anything. And then as um some brain cells cleared up, uh, my mother <laughs> kept all my stuff, and she constantly, you know, would put in me that you're a poet. Yeah. My father would tell me, you know, I be calling from some local jail or something. And, you know, my mother would say, you know, you're a poet. And I'm like, don't look like it now. Mom. You know, <laughs> my dad would constantly, they, they constantly spoke life into a dead person pretty right. much. And I appreciate that. And um, I would advise anyone else who knows a dead person like that, you know, sometimes you just keep speaking life into them, you know, it, 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 it'll come. It's definitely said, thank you, Todd, great stuff. You know Stephanie is? Uh, yeah, Stephanie Rich, good people. Yeah, okay, she said thank you. And she knows a lot about, you know, she runs a, a recovery organization. She knows a lot okay. about- Okay, is it in, 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 in Yeah, in, in Trump, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we need. We need people to find some way to help to get people off the streets, not lock them up, because jail isn't a rehab. No, it ain't. <laughs> it's a revolving door, for one. And two, my thing was this, my theory was always this, you go to jail to learn how to be tired learn how to try to become a better criminal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you go in, you know, people just exchange ideas and thoughts on how to, you know, do different stuff. Well, me, I should I, I should definitely have a lot more time than I have, but I'm uh up until this point, I was the figure it out cat. I'm always <laughs> going, you know, there's a way I can do this without doing what I always do. You know, I ain't getting locked up this time, you know. I'm not coming home late this time. I'm not going to lose my job this time. Mm. And it never worked. Never worked. Uh, and and I, one thing that I, I really got in touch with was when I was young, you know, um, wanting to be a gangster and stuff like that. And I went to a, I believe it was an NA meeting, and I was hearing all the stuff that all this guy did. And I was like, I ain't never going to do that. I don't care what he said. And he said, pretty soon, all your our nevers can come true. If come true yeah. like <laughs> and, you know, it took years for some of it, but eventually, then darn near all of them that he said, I experienced or came close to doing. And it was like, you know, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And even those, you know, some people don't take meetings for them. Some other people might have been church or might have been their faith or, you know, um, me, I think it was a lot of faith that others had in me that I eventually picked up. Right. And the other one was I did not like being locked up. Yeah, me either. It wasn't um, for me. You know, <laughs> yeah. eventually I, I, I put my addiction with, you know, getting locked up. And it, and it gets crazy when you're the old head in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a successful career as a coach and so on. And I was supposed to be leading and not... Um, following them and if i am found them in the jail you know right in situations like that these days because we're leading especially young men you know what i'm saying like yeah so setting the type of example dude was there ever in fear besides the getting locked up part they fear the kids ever seen you intoxicated or they interfere with your coaching or anything like that? that that was one thing um but it wasn't by anything i did i was blessed to have a a real dedicated and strong spouse who sometimes literally stood me up right you know um almost like a a, a mannequin you know <laughs> she was controlling um the strings you know right. um i might not want to get your 
so-and-so up and go to that practice or go to your son's game and this and that. And there was stuff that I did miss that um, was going, that's a guilt I'm going to carry for the rest of my right. life. But there's other things that I, that I did do because of um, people like her, my parents, and other people pushing. Yeah, you got to have that, that support. I mean, without that, because we fall to the wayside. Like, my wife now, she support everything I do. Um, from the podcasts to the shows, mm-hmm. and, I mean, everything. Because, you know, I don't think I could do it without her. I like, I'm thinking like, nah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got into I writing because I would write mainly about the horrors of addiction and the things that I experienced and the things that I did. And um, eventually that allowed me to branch out with my writing and write about other things. And But that was my main purpose, uh, getting I was writing about the stuff that I good. went through. That's, that's, that's a lot of stuff that you were able to put out there. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the beginning, with all the pain and all the... Yeah. Uh, and all the the regrets and everything. They yep. put that on paper to get it out. And um, I, I was pretty good at it. Um, it well, you are pretty good at it. You're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it became so. It, it was pretty much the um, the calling that my parents put on me. I, I'll never forget. Um, I, I tell this story all the time. But um, I was in uh, a county jail not too far from here. And I was young. I wasn't uh, maybe early 20s and uh i called my father and my father came but when he he came my father knew the officer that had uh got me mm. he let he let my father in my father talked to me but he came in with a script and he started like a play script or something yeah he started <laughs> reading to me from this play while i'm behind the bars i'm like you know dad that's cool but you know when am i getting out he said no listen i want you to know that this is what happens. So when you start directing my plays, I'm like, Dad, does it look like I'm ever going to be directing your plays? <laughs> he said, Yeah, you will. You, you'll figure this out. You, I, I know you will. You, you'll come through. He had more faith in me than I did. Yeah. And I was like, Well, when am I getting out? Keep talking. Okay. And then people know what's going on. Okay. I was like, Well, when am I getting out? And he was like, You know, I don't know. And I was like, What do you mean? Didn't you come here to bail me out? And he said, No, I'm not bailing you out. You know, you got yourself in here, you get yourself out. Um, but that tough love and, you know, that belief that I was going to one day be directing his plays is pretty much what I ended up doing years later. I mean, talking about like 20 years later, I'm directing one of his plays. And that's when I realized I knew what to do in this scene. And um, I couldn't figure out why I knew what to do. And then when I <laughs> went back in the memory banks, because he had told me. That's crazy because he's, he's actually not say predict the future, but he, he knew that your capabilities and what you should have been doing yeah, instead yeah. of what you was doing at that time. Yep. And he's trying to, uh, you know, embed into your head like, this, this is this is you. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. Not who you think you are, but this is who you are right here. You know what I mean? He so, had a faith in me that I didn't that, have. Right, exactly. I got, like I said, I can relate to all that. Like I said, I went to, uh, I started getting trouble you know, late teens, you know what I mean, early 20s, started getting you know, since I turned 18, I think I locked up like three times. Mm-hmm. Right after my 18th birthday, like, yo, this is crazy. And, um, you know, um, one of the charges was a drug charge. So, um, you know, the other stuff was like a little minor stuff. So I was able to get past that. But the drug charge was pretty serious. So they, they gave me, you know, offered me two things. Like, you, you can do a 4 to 18 or you go to an 18-month program. Mm-hmm. I said, I stepped back. I'm like, you know what? I don't like going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that jail thing. They sent me to the program. So I found a program that actually helped out a lot because it took me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. being in training because it was actually in New Brunswick. And when I got up there, and like I said, I sat down with, with people that was twice my age and seeing the stuff they did for, you know what I mean? Like, they started at the age of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There's a dope boy or whatever. And I'm saying 20 years later, and I mean, they'd they be back in the program again throughout, throughout their whole life. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's I do heroin, I do I said like this people like, nah, it ain't never gonna be me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it it took a long time for me to get past the other my other issues as far as personal issues. Well, that's what I'm dealing with even today because um they say when you come out of it, like again, like I said, if you live that long, you you it's kind of stunts your growth, so you come out the age you were when you start yeah. so i'm 50 something years old but at any time i can be like a kid because that's where my maturity level stopped mm. 
and it's hard with my temper and other things. I'm still learning how to, um, this day, just today, learning how to um, function responsibly sometimes. Cause I, you know, I just want to act out, <laughs> do like you do. Like, 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 like a teenage kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that ain't, you know, that's not where it's supposed to be. So, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm learning every day. I mean, it's a great thing though, man, cause to see people change their lives from what it was to what, it, what, it, what you're doing now. Cause I, I would never expect that. Like, you know what I mean? Just seeing you firsthand and, and going to the, the poetry and, uh, uh, you know, seeing you do your poetry and everything. And also seeing the, the stuff on Facebook, not saying that stuff could be deceiving, but not knowing you, I would never yeah, thought yeah. you went through that. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that process in life. Oh, uh, you know I did. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, people come up with, why do you do this event free or why do you do that or why do you and i don't do everything free but there's a whole lot i do because that's between me and my god you right know, i took a lot from the community so i try to give back to the community um and it, it I, I ain't looking for no award or nothing like that it's between you know that's something for you when my time to, <laughs> when i gotta meet my maker um I already know he gonna have a lot of stuff on this side, so I'm trying to put some stuff on this side too, because you know he might. I remember that night, and I'm like, "What well, do you remember this night too?" You know, and um, um, some of it I'm trying to save my soul, so you know, some people, oh, you know, if we get together and we do now, there's some things where I think about it as a financial opportunities, other things yeah. that I think about it as a blessing. Yeah, and um, some people don't get that, but. I do, and I, I believe my higher power does, so that's why I do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's something like I said, like, you know, some things you got to do from the, the from your heart. Like Ms. how I was saying earlier. Yes, she, she is on the nose. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, some things you have to do to give back to your community, especially the community that, that, like ours, that suffers a lot from different abuses, like from child abuse to alcohol to drugs, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And I'm saying, and, and you want to try, uh, you know, as a, as a as a righteous man now, you want to try to get back and build that community back to where you know it could be compared to what it is now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on in our community that, that that's definitely not not correct. No, you know it's, what I mean? crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know if I would have been coming up in this generation, I'd have been dead. Yeah. I, I know. I, I, I know, know it's crazy. I think the same thing. I think the same because you know, we came up, I'm a few years younger than you. Know mm -hmm. what I mean, we came up, we kept fighting and arguing. I mean, you know, the most. Most of us get hit with like a, with a bat or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but now these young boys is the whole block. Yeah, you know. they ain't hitting the right person sometimes. They ain't worried about hitting the right person. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm just thank there for the grace of God. Go out. So, matter of fact, what's the name of the the company? Your, your poetry company? Do you have a poetry company? And uh, well, I have a, a community theater group that I started in my father's play name, and um, it's called the Don Evans Players. Uh, we're based out of Willenboro, but uh, that's where our main base is. And uh, but we do productions all throughout the tri-state area. We're working on something to do in Burlington next week. Uh, we've done things here uh, in Trenton, which is where my dad's original company was. So we do a lot of things here in Trenton, at the library downtown, uh, Mercer County Community College. Uh, you near the, the the playhouse near her playhouse. No, no, that's uh, where I would like to get into uh, because actually my dad was one of the people that helped started that. But uh, yeah, years ago when they moved his theater from the Players Company. But um, that's a place I haven't gotten into yet, but I hope one day that that works out. So did you ever do stuff in the theater that's on um, Broad Street? Um, a little bit down uh, right there by Friendship Church, that theater, the old theater right there? He's coming, he's coming from um, coming up Broad Street from from like downtown, right? Mm -hmm. Going into North Trenton, and um, we went to pass um, was that Academy? Is the theater right? The old theater right there on the right hand side before you get the parachute. Really? I'm I'm not sure. I I'm not sure, and I couldn't. I know his original theater company was on West State Street in okay. Hermitage. Uh, was in the church called Grace Baptist Church down the bottom of it. One second. If we had the community, y'all know what it is. It's live. Okay. <laughs> they 
Y'all know this is a community center, so we do uh, cater to the to the people in the community. So if I got to go up in the middle of the podcast. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> y'all know what it is. So um, you say the original West State Street or Hermitage. Mm-hmm. Um, the church still there, right? Yeah, the church is still there. Um, I, matter of fact, we did one of our productions there. The church, the theater used to be in the basement. They're doing some remodeling there now. So at least they were a couple years ago. Okay. And um, we've done some things in Philly, and um, you know we're we're pretty mobile. We did a uh, production at the conservatory oh, well, a couple years. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got Trenton roots, Philly roots, and Willingboro, New Jersey roots. So what made you decide to really get into the theater? You know what I'm saying, was it something like I know that's something that your dad was passionate for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying your mom she also was a. Uh, she taught theater as well. Mm-hmm. You thought it was a birthright, or that's something that you really feel well. Actually, about? it was my wife who kind of got me into that because we started watching. I, I grew up around black playwrights. Um, my dad was friends with a lot of uh, contemporary black playwrights at that time. Um, gentleman who wrote Fences was a friend of my dad, so I I, I was familiar with plays. I was familiar with the dramatic theater at that time. And um, I started watching some of the plays that are going on now that are real entertaining, um, but they kind of had like a the same vibe. You know, right. it was, um, you know, uh, the, the silly comedy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you the, get the saved at the end and everything's all right. <laughs> but everything doesn't go like that all the time. And right. I, I remember theater, different than that so i would you know tell my wife like you know this ain't this ain't like fences or this ain't like uh raising in the sun or this well, ain't this is actually they turned it into a movie that actually was a yes. play mm-hmm. it was actually or uh, for colored girls and a lot of people don't even realize like uh antizaki shange was right here from trenton my father was here from trenton oh, so okay. there, there's a uh, uh trenton has a theater history and um i guess i would i was bugging my wife because uh, she was really into the Tyler Perry things. I, I like them too, but after a while, you know, Medea's going to the moon. I'm like, you know, it was like everything was, Medea's going to the barbershop, Medea's going to this. I was like, you know, I miss that old theater. So my wife got frustrated, said, well, why don't you show people what it was like? And I was like, wow. So I, I got with a couple of uh, people that were with my dad's original company, Okay. And they kind of mentored myself and my sister. And I think our first production was we did Raising in the Sun. And then we did one of my dad's plays called A Love Song for Miss Lydia. We did that right here in Trenton. It was pretty good. And um, then we branched off into a youth group called the Junior Players. And um, okay. it's, you know, it's been going ongoing now for about five years. Five years? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you got tired of the Medea stuff, got into your own thing, like, uh, and um, how far are you, you want to take the, 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 your direction, your, your theater directing, your play directing, your writing, are you looking at it like on a Broadway level or you still want to just keep it within the community? Not really. I, I, I wanted, I'd like to keep it in the community as, um, even though my dad did the, Broadway and off-Broadway thing, and he did some TV work. His love was the community theater, mm-hmm. and that's where a guy in the play might be a barber in real life. Somebody else might be a mailman, a cook. It was uh, people acting out of love and um, learning about the theater, and that's pretty much my love. But uh, And I want to get back to doing some of those classical plays because uh, uh, Black people, we have a history in theater. Um, even going back to Shakespeare, Ira Aldridge was an amazing um, black thespian who did uh, Shakespeare's work all over the world. Uh, Paul Robeson, all these guys. I, I want to get back to that. So the school is named after him. 
Paul Robeson. Yes, Paul Robeson was right from Princeton, New Jersey. Right. He was known as a singer, uh, <clears throat> an actor, and an activist. Um, he there's a center um, out there in Princeton that's named after him. A whole bunch of places, but right. those those kind of actors, that kind of feel, is what I, I really. Because like you said, you said Trenton has got a, a big history of uh, a deep rooted history in theater and acting. Um, that goes also with the, the, the music because you know right. back in the day, uh, almost every bar in Trenton you used to go to hear live music, live entertainment. The bands is always live. Yeah. I mean, so Trenton itself got a, a deep suited role in entertainment, positive entertainment mm -hmm. for, for years now. Music, um, song, sports, sports. You know, and growing up in the Trenton as a Trenton native. You know, uh, being in and out of the streets and all that. Um, what would you suggest? What would be an idea to help bring some of that stuff back? Because we losing, we lost a lot of that stuff. Support it. The ones who are doing it, or you know, um, you know what? You can't. You can't be scared. <laughs> exactly. I ain't scared, so I'm just saying. If I put out that I'm having a uh, BYOB all white cabaret. I'm gonna have 1500 people. Right. Uh, I, I'm trying to buy tickets. If I say I'm doing a free play or a free black history event, I'm gonna have to pull and fight and push to get a hundred, maybe, people. maybe a hundred people to get 50. <laughs> and I understand the, the part there's a, there's a need for everything, we need all of it, but I think we tend to flock to the same stuff mm. instead of giving other stuff a try. Um, but at the same time, uh, you can't give up. Right. You know, um, there's some people that who are doing well in poetry now or doing well in theater that if I or some other people weren't doing it, they might not even mm. got exposed to it. Exactly. So you, you have to be willing to get out there and, and do it. But um, I think the main thing now is to support it because there are a few things going on. Um, I got a couple open mics, and, and I do right, have a nice do. people supporting it. But if we don't support it, it'll die. It'll die, definitely die. Yeah, the arts itself will just, just I mean, and uh, they, they're not doing it as much as they did in the schools back in the day. Mm -mm. Um, I mean, they're not getting the, in the schools, especially for the young people. So right. I try to do that. Um, and we got to get together and work together. Um, Myself and uh, the brother James Graham, we tried to do games, a youth yeah. poetry slam uh, right here in Trenton. And we had sponsors, we had money for the kids, and um, we had trouble getting some people to cooperate. That's when you had the last one you had at the past, library, uh, yep. October, I think it was, right? Yep, we had a, a limousine ride for the head person for the for the first prize um but the thing was we didn't let that stop us we went ahead anyway yeah well, definitely yeah but i, I think James, yeah, definitely. to doing what you were saying that how it all comes together is when we support the event and each other right, right. um you know uh things will be a lot easier for us that's what we bring life back to the community yep. people would think different you know what i'm saying they, they try to do, they do things different especially okay. the kids Extra, extra, uh, extra, 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 it's a positive tip. We all, if we all in the same game doing the same thing, we should kind of support each other. And um, some of us do, and some of us don't. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing that yeah, holds we, us down in any city. Yeah, because we, we we had the what's the name for a while. The um, uh, I just ran into uh, what's the name at Tracy's, the restaurant, the new restaurant downtown. And if I would stop by there, she got some good food just to put out there real quick. Um, the young lady that put together the, uh, the African-American um, festival out West Trenton. Latarsha? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ran into her the other day. And like I said, that's not, that's another event that is not happening anymore because of the support. Yep. You know I mean, and, you know, we had so much stuff going on and people don't come out to see the, the positive stuff, but they quit to go out to see the other stuff. And But I noticed a trend where there's, like, people 
there's a change coming. A, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Bell, he does a lot of things uh, in the community as far as entertainment-wise and stuff like that. But um, he's also there supporting artistic things and other things. Right. And if we can, you know, so I want to do the same thing back for him. And when we kind of do that, we all kind of make out. But yeah. um, all of us don't. But we shouldn't get tied into that either. Um, the one thing I learned from working with James is when I was getting frustrated, I'm like, well, why? You know, we need these kids. Why? And uh, James just tell me. Man, James is a very like, patient man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He talking, <laughs> and he's like, just keep pushing, and we'll do it for the ones that we got. And okay, y'all know each other from back in the day? Cause y'all been the same age, right? Uh, we knew the same people. We uh, played the same. I got the same beard structure going on. <laughs> but we really didn't. Um, become the friends that we are now until um recently but it's crazy we got like the same best friends and everything <laughs> and so on but really didn't know each other but um you know it's a good brother i'm glad that i met him he also showed me how we can work together in the city exactly because you know, unity is a big guy it has to be a big thing um i tell people all the time you can't do anything by yourself you gotta put a team around you, you gotta um have some type of support system then on top of that you gotta support other people what they're doing as well yep and I mean, like, they, like with the comedy thing, like it's, it's you know, a few other uh, people who are doing comedies and stuff like that. And we all got to pull together. We want to keep it so, keep it alive. Mm-hmm. We got to support each other. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily, I, I don't have to go to every comedy show, but I got to make sure I share or push that. Yes, yes. Like, That's like, what I try know, to do, too. Yeah. Everybody can't make everything. I, I exactly. realize that. But, you know, we can shout somebody else out. Or, you know, we can, whatever we can do. And a lot of times we don't do that. And it doesn't make sense. And because I get because it means the uh, the spirit of competition. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna not shot somebody out because I'm doing a comedy show too. Yep. You know what I mean, nah, they, they, you know, we have to bring that unity back together to the city. Yep. We lost that a long time ago. I mean, we, like I said, we, we used to walk down the street. We was younger. I think you might have mentioned this in one of your poems. I think you get a you get a butt whooping from the tire. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's in good in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean. And that's stuff we really don't we don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying we're struggling to get that back because we are losing the youth. We got to get back to the youth in in, in that way, because they're gonna be the ones that change the things. Because you know we made it the way it is now, unfortunately. So we got to build with them so they can help change the. You know what I'm saying yeah, change right. the way the uh, the living is in this city, and take responsibility. Because if not, then lost generations after that, one after the next. You yeah. know what I mean, um, so. I mean, we know we said we were going to talk about it, but you did write a book, though. Yeah, I, I wrote, uh, written three poetry books and two short stories. Um, all of them are self-published, except my first book, which is called Staggerly Booker T and Me. That was done by a company called Favorite to You Publications. Do so you have your own publishing company now, too? No, I don't. Um, I just self-published a couple of my own books. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it was a journey because that's also um, an up and down, da- up and hill, up and down, uphill battle. Right, right. Because you could have a book signing and um, you know on your street, we, <laughs> on your street, <laughs> and and come out. your grandma and your niece <laughs> and uh, your uncle and don't nobody come. Nobody show up. <laughs> and then you could have one in another town and everybody come. You gotta and have thick never skin heard of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta be, have thick skin for. You gotta prepare for that, uh, that, 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 the trials and tribulations and up and downs and all that. Yeah, you, know, you never know. Uh, it was weird like that. Yeah, weird like that. So, um, so you are you working on any other books or just or um, got something in the, in the works right now? I have something coming up in the spring that I want to re-release, and um, there's possible another poetry book coming on. But with uh, my events and the um, uh poetry stuff right now in the next couple months i got just so much going on that i you know if i wrote a book it would be nonsense because okay. i my i don't know where i'm supposed to be at tomorrow you know? <laughs> but um I, i'm i'm glad for it because um it's all a positive like busy okay exactly exactly yeah. not compared to back in the day when mm-hmm. so um you do the, the poetry and the theater everything for this is what you do for a time well, um, no, I, um, I work a full-time job um, in culinary. I went to school for that. And, um, oh, so you're, you're a cook and you're a poet? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's up. And um, I also work at the community center um, where I live at in Willemboro. And um, the other stuff I do pretty much in my spare time, which I don't have much. But there's other people who work with me, and I'm, I'm appreciative of them. You got to get, like I said, we can't be everywhere all the time. Yep. You got to have some type of team. Um, so you got, we were just talking about it a little bit. Um, you have an event coming up on the 20th, Martin Luther King Day. Yep. I got um, next Wednesday, the 15th, 15th I got okay. an open mic at the sanctuary in Ewing Township. That's 101 Scotch Road. It's free, 6 p.m. Uh, that Friday the 17th, I have the Willenboro open mic that starts at 6.30 p.m. That's at the uh, Willenboro Kennedy Center in Willenboro, New Jersey. And that starts at 6.30 p.m. We're celebrating our eighth year anniversary. Um, we're asking for $10 or a donation to get in. It'll be food, three features. Young man by the name of Jordan Ramble from Trenton. Yeah, I know Jordan. Yes, he performed here at one of uh, actually the book signing that was here. Okay. He performed here uh, that day. He's going to be there. A gentleman named Barry Gross, a gentleman by the name of Lucata Mujumbe. Music and sound be done by a gentleman, Skip Pierce. Uh, I know what that's my man, Skip. Yeah, he's um, a close friend of the family as well. Saturday, the Coupe de Gras. I yes, will sir. be honored to be in this Tickle My Funny Bone comedy show. Um, be back. Gotta be there. Um, a lot of my poetry is uh, pretty comedic. It's uh, funny, some things I've been through, especially growing up with my parents. Mm. Um, so you get to see a little bit of that. And um, that starts, I think you can come at 6, but it starts at 7, yeah, right? Yeah, doors open at 6, those shows start at 7. And I heard you need to get your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get them fast. Um, because... Um, don't only laugh if you don't get them. The joke's gonna be on you because you can't get in. You can't get in. Or else you be standing up in the back so we're mad. Yep. <laughs> and then on the twentieth, my theater group will be performing at Tabernacle Church in Burlington for Martin Luther King Day um, production that starts at nine a.m. and it's free. Um, it's open to the public, okay. and um, we're doing a skit that I wrote. It's called. Uh, see what I'm saying? I wrote it. Now. <laughs> the skit is the struggle is and was real. Uh, I like that. that. I like that. That actually sounds like a book. Got some trend people in it. Um, singer Karen Yvette Jones, Marion Parrish, Marcia Mello. Shout to Marcia. She she uh, she also she was a poet at uh, the show as well. Yeah, she told you know me. And she um she did a wonderful job. Cheryl Jones, um, who was also in my father's. Uh, you know, original company back in the day, so it should be pretty good. You put a lot of singing in your poetry, in your um, not your poetry, but your, your theater seniors. Yeah, the theater group we go from we got kids from eight years old to seventy something. I have people that were with my dad's original company back in the seventies, mm-hmm. and it's great to have them around because um, they are. Um, mentors to me, and I learn from them, and they, um. I appreciate their wisdom. Oh, definitely, you gotta have the older generation and the younger generation that, that bridge that gap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, it's great when we like this past summer we did a production where all the different ages were involved, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful thing. We went from eight to almost eighty. That's what's up because that, that gap is is constantly lost yeah, over the yeah, years. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, you get the. The younger people not respecting the older people. Older yep. people not caring about what the young people yep. are doing. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that's the, that's the you know, another problem in our community as well. The, the you know I mean, got to communicate. Gap. Yeah, yeah got to communicate with each other. You know what I'm saying? You got to know what was done, uh, you know, before in your past that you want yep. to be in your, you know, from that's coming from your older generation. Then you got to know what's coming to, to the future from your younger generation. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you got to you got to bridge that gap because. You know, you got people here, older people here that don't know how to use typewriters. Uh, they still got typewriters instead of laptops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm learning from the young people in my group. All the time, yeah. Because they're like, um, my promotion skills, I don't, you know, even know Instagram, Snapchat, and all the stuff they're oh, talking yeah. about. But they yeah. explain it to me, and it helps me to get the word out, <coughs> you know. Exactly. Um, like I had no idea how many people you could reach and so on. So, so social media, yeah, I appreciate the, that. Definitely know? changed the game because I came from that era as well. Like I used to get um, five thousand flyers mm-hmm. back in the early two thousands. I was doing my shows at Maxine's, 
And um, I think that after like a year or two, that would have you know, went down to maybe a thousand, maybe 500 flies because social media is so, it has a big platform now where um, I actually I use all of them too, except for Snapchat. I don't like Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I still have one anyway. But I use all them platforms to reach out to different, different, different people and, and bring people together from different places. You know what I'm saying? So social media is a, is a gift and a curse, you know, you could say, but on a promoter standpoint, like I love it. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I love, definitely love it. No, I was asking was, do you have a lot of singing in your plays? Like, like oh, I thought Tyler, you said seniors. Like Tyler Perry does. No, I, uh, that's a role where I'd like to get to. We have people who sing that are in my company, and I might have a role in there where they sing, but my goal is to one day be able to do a musical. Okay. Now, I can't sing, but I'd like to find people that, you know, are able to sing. So, but yeah, that's one of my dreams. Uh, my dad wrote a play about Mahalia Jackson. And it's called uh, a blues from a blues from a hell yeah, I believe, or something. And I'd love to do that play one day. It's a, a musical. A musical. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I'm trying to think. Is so based on like a, a, a blues like back in the day blues like like, like, a, like well, a, Mahalia was known for her. She was a gospel artist. And she was uh, one of the you know top gospel artists in the country. Um, but uh, people would try to get after her to sing jazz because she had such a beautiful voice. Mm. Well, at that time, they would, you know, that was looked on as too worldly. Um, this is like, so, this is like the, like the, the, the 40s and the 50s. Based on- well, Mahalia would have, uh, she went up to like the 60s, I believe. She, um, but it was about her struggle um, trying to keep her Christian image and her spiritual image. And um, even though she knew of jazz and she knew of jazz performers, and it was kind of like a struggle within, she had recorded one jazz album, but caught so much um, dissension from some of the gospel people that she destroyed every copy of it. For real? <laughs> um, and, um, but that's pretty much what the play is about. But um, it was about her life growing up and the struggle between the the, the two. You see a lot of R&B artists come from the church into yep. other forms of uh, music, or jazz, yep. or blues, um, R&B, you know. Did um, you say the same thing about that? Like, what, like, like poetry? Because you know, we got two different, I know poetry and, and, and spoken words are two different things. Am I right? They're in the same family. Um, spoken word is usually recited uh, from the dome piece, much like a rap. Right. Um, and poetry can be read. Um, there are some poets who can only read them. There's some poets who can only do them from memory. Um, I've been blessed to be able to experience both worlds, and I, I, I love them both. I don't. Yeah. There's some poets who look down on spoken word artists, and some spoken word artists who look down on poets, which is the dumbest. <laughs> We're all in the same, same thing. Same you know, po- yeah, it's, 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 it's instead like, of learning how to appreciate each other and work with each other, like, oh, he's a poet and she's a spoken word so, yeah, artist. I, 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 and I, people I, who don't know, it looks... The same. Yeah, it looks so I, stupid. Because I know poetry, you know, go back to the, the you know, early centuries, 1600 mm-hmm. centuries, you know what I'm saying, all those poets. But spoken word is something that's been done, actually... A little more modern, more modern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Within the last what, maybe hundred years or so. The last poets: Gil Scott Heron, um, Ruby Ray Moore, a whole Ruby bunch. Ray of Moore, people. yeah, yeah. Ruby, uh, Dolomite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saw that the uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, I loved yeah. it. I loved it too. But I, I love both forms of poetry, and um, I will never deny either one. I don't think I'm. Uh, great poet i don't think i'm a great spoken word artist but i think i'm good enough at either one of them and there are some poems some pieces that i've written that are specifically spoken word pieces and the other that i that are more like poems but i don't uh look down on one either right and that's just because i i know see when you know the history there's a lot of people doing crafts and art but don't know the history of it right uh, if you've ever seen Amiri Baraka read um, the poem he has about the towers being bombed, mm-hmm. you will never look down on a poet who reads because he reads that poem. His dynamic delivery of that brilliant poem will, will go down for ages. Maya Angelou read her poem. Sonia Sanchez can do either one. Right. So I've learned to respect 
both the art both platforms that yeah. takes being both of them. Now poem like poetry more every other line rhymes in some sense. Sometimes, sometimes some it's sense. all different kind of. Uh, there's some poems that don't rhyme at all. Okay. There's some that do. Uh, that's where it's different than rap. Um, there's some spoken word pieces that rhyme, and there's some that don't. In the beginning, I had like, um, I had rhymonitis. I, I mean, <laughs> everything they had I wrote rhyme. had to rhyme. And, and it wasn't until, you know, some of my mentors kind of polished me up on that. Right. And, uh, now I can do either one. Actually, I, I, I wrote a couple poems. I, I, I consider myself a pretty good writer myself. I just don't dodge in it like I used to. I use, I, I, I use other platforms now to express myself, like the, like the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I got a, uh, I got a couple of poems published, and uh, I think it's like the Sand Draft or something like that. It's like um, a poetry book. Okay. Um, and then my, my other issue was that I got stage fright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can write all day long. It's just like it's hard for me. To get I, I was, I, I got it real bad, especially in the beginning. And I had experience on stage, and I was still, you know, if I was reading. My hands would shake, you know, all kinds of stuff. But it's like anything else. The more you do it, if it's meant for you to do it. Some right. people might not be meant for you to do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, can, I just enjoy writing. It's just that. Some people are great writers and not good performers. Exactly. Some people are great performers and can't write. Can't write for nothing. You know, those are the people you usually see doing the same poem all the time, all the time. But they've mastered the art of performance, but they might not be writers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Who did you sure say? Uh, that's my stage name, the Son of Black. Okay. Um, and that came out of uh, my father was a black history t- teacher, professor at the College of New Jersey, and he also smoked a pipe, and his tobacco was called Captain Black. Oh, okay. So we called him Captain Black, therefore I'm the Son of Black. So your parents still are around? or No, my father passed away um, in 2003. My mother passed away in 2013. Yeah, we just lost both of them, unfortunately. So. Yeah, yeah. But you pass down this knowledge and information down to your to your, your kids and your your family. Yeah, my my kids. Um, my one son, uh, Martin, he still raps, and he has some um, creative ventures going on. His uh, I think his stage name is Young Jeezy or Young something like that. I try to not. Uh, so he more into hip hop. Yeah, he's more into hip hop, okay. but he can also do spoken word. But I used to be like, oh, you know, come perform with me or do this. But I had to let him grow and do his own thing. thing, his own things. My oldest son had his own label for a while down in D.C. And now he's doing some other things with um, motivating kids and so on. He's a school teacher. Okay. That's what's up. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Definitely, um, you know, giving your kids the opportunity to find themselves. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, San Antonio Ford. And you see that you see that a lot sometimes, especially when coming to parents with sports. Yeah, yeah. Trying to live their dreams through their kids. Well, they <laughs> they were ten times better athletes than I was. They both played college sports. They both graduated from college, and um, my older son he got so many. And it's crazy because through all this whole conversation, they you was able to beat the statistics. You know what I'm saying being. You know, going through addiction and all that. You know what I'm saying you still put you put your kids through college. You know well, that's saying? you know. Um, I attribute that to again my wife being that. Shout out rock. to your wife. <laughs> and um, the backbone, those kids the backbone of the family. Drive, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times the mother, mother and the wife are the backbones of the family. So you know. And especially with my oldest, I believe that he saw a lot of the stuff that I was going through. It was like I ain't going through that. Right. So um, in that way, it may have been a blessing. And I always did, you know, try to show them at least, you know, you don't want to do this. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Um, and uh, I'm really proud of. That's what's up. Like I said, that, that you uh, people say they, they, you know, you're not. It's a generational curse. You know what I'm saying families deal with that type of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, the fam- the whole family core breaks down, but you know, you was able to overcome that with you and your family to get together yeah, to yeah. overcome it. It was, just, it was a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying your son's out there doing great things by the support of your, of your beautiful wife. You know what I'm saying? Held you down a lot. And that's why you were, you know, part of the reason why you're here today to do what you do today. Yeah, Not only just true. for yourself for your, and for your company, but also for the youth that's as well. Truth, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, is, which is more, this is something we need more. This You are the person, you're the type of person that, that need to be honored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, some, some type of way because, you know, because statistically you, you should have been lost. Well, you, you know? know what, man? This is my honor. 
you know, just that somebody wants to talk to me, interview, this is my honor. I don't, I'm not the, I guess because of my background and where I come from, I'm not always the popular cat, but I'm not concerned with that. Um, like I said, my, um, I do a lot of giving, but um, a, lot of, a lot of people miss is the giving I do is because it, I, I'm trying to save my soul. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you can keep the black. You know, it would be nice, you know, but um, the, the one I want to notice is the man upstairs. So right. my right. goal is a little bit different, different than, would say, the person looking for a grant or an award or something, you know. Right. If the one comes my way, I'm near for it, but that ain't why I'm doing it. I understand. I definitely understand. You know, it's it's, it's like that. Uh, I, I said this thing because don't get it wrong. Like, like this right here, this is you know, this is this is what I love. I love to do it because mm -hmm. promotion and all that. That's what I love to do. But you know, this is also a job. Like I love it. I mean, I yeah, need money yeah. for this. But like I do all this stuff for especially when I came here to the to the community center, and when I first walked into the door, I'm like. I see what she was doing. I understood what she was doing. And I love the fact that everything's based around, you know what I'm saying? First and foremost, it's around the kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? When I do a podcast with just the kids themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they have their own podcast called Kids Speaks and teaching them how to, to you know, uh, produce a podcast, how to be involved in media itself. You know what I'm saying? Speaking out from their point of view because they do have a voice. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times we forget to listen to them, you know, because we're so worried or caught up in our own. Adult way of life, adult adult life. We forget that they can go through issues and have problems as well. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make it build a platform for them where people can understand. Like we still got to pay attention to our kids and help them grow, and become responsible adults. Oh, you can rest assured. I see what you're doing as important. One, the the podcast, the work here, but also some young brother is gonna see um, you doing your show or getting this off and seeing that they can do something else besides. Yeah hustling drugs or so on and so on and exactly uh, i see what you're doing and i believe in it I, I you know like as busy as my schedule is man i was like ain't no way but um when i knew it was you i said i had to be here because i, I appreciate I, that I definitely do but if not i would be eating my own words about us supporting each other you know what i'm saying definitely and i'm the same way too but before we get about it, because the hour goes by fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Good conversation too. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about you today. Like I didn't, that I didn't know. That I was kind of expecting to hear, which is, which is a beautiful thing because people, um, people like to see they see what's going on outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And don't know, you know, the struggles and the, the trials you had to go through to get to where you was at. If you even if you didn't go addiction wise, it's still life periods is a trial and tribulation. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And people don't understand that like, you know it's always ups and downs, and you got to learn how to overcome those issues and become. I mean, to do right in life. Period. Mm -hmm. I mean, people get uh, you know get caught up and and just get lost and like you know if something goes wrong, they can't get out of the situation. Nah, you got to learn how to overcome those things. You know what I mean, and that's that's one thing I got from your story. You know what I'm saying learn, 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 uh, having the willpower and also the support to come overcome. You know what I'm saying a, a, a statistical situation where you should have been lost for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes I think with both of us, um, it's also a, a point about he, he gonna get what he want out of us, whether sometimes whether we want to or not. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. there was a point where I, I was supposed to be doing what I what I'm doing now, and I'm doing it. And um, as long as I keep doing that, I think I'll be all right. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I totally agree with you 100. Um, um, I know Miss Howard will definitely uh, be looking forward to supporting you. Things that you come to come up. Yeah, I would looking forward to working with you. Um, supporting everything you're doing in the future as well. Uh, I know because James always talking about the, the youth poetry. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. one thing I'm really big on. And I know we definitely get some of our kids down there. To, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> with I some prices. It. But um, before we get about it though, do you know I, this is this is the thing that I do. So if you're an artist, hip hop, um, R&B, whatever you do, mm -hmm. you cannot leave this uh, this podcast without giving something. Okay. You know what I mean? So you know, just go ahead and let the people give them a little taste of what they're gonna get. Okay. You know. Um. Let me see. Okay. 
uh, I'll give you a little bit of just like Jonas, kind of my life story in a way. Um, those of you familiar with stories from the Bible, just like uh, Jonah was uh, somebody that God had put a commission on his heart, but he wanted to do something else and decided he wasn't going to do that. And um, he went through a whole lot of hell because of it. Um, I can remember my mother telling me the story of Jonah and the whale and how I used to laugh because I was young and dumb and I thought that it was a fairy tale. My stage name is the son of black, but my parents named me Todd and for 40 something years, I just couldn't figure out how my arms were too short to box with God. But I kept on swinging anyway, not worrying about what God had to say because just like Frank Sinatra, I was going to do it my way. But I kept running into brick rock hard behind walls and I'd bounce back and I'd feel like I was two inches tall. You see, I was losing from the things that I was choosing. I was losing jobs, money, brain cells, and friends. And I'd get on my knees and say, Lord, when is this going to end? Sometimes I'd sit back and cry. Sometimes I'd sit back and I'd even try to die. All the time I'd be asking the Lord why. And he said, son, maybe it's because you kept on getting high. But he would spare my life instead. But I'd be walking around in circles like the walking dead. And all along I could hear God's voice in my head saying, listen, son, I'm calling you. Listen, son, I got a purpose for you. Listen, son, I got something that your behind is going to do. Now, don't frown, don't make that face. That's how my God talks to me up in this space. And he said, yes, I let Jonah go to that well. And yes, I let you go to those institutions. And yes, I let you go to those jails because you were living your life in a way where you're bound to fail. Kept going out and coming back in, living that way and thinking you're going to win. He said, your life is yours and your purpose is mine. If you follow my will, son, you'll do just fine. It's, am I going too long? No, you can go oh. <laughs> You'll do just fine. But this is tricky because some don't believe, and it may be harder for them to achieve, and it could be harder for them to receive. But me, I always believed in God. I just didn't believe in Todd. So I walked around for years, faking the funk, pretending to be free, when all along I was entrapped inside the jaws of a giant whale that I had set around me. So I asked the Lord one more time if he'd spare my black behind, and that whale opened up and he spit me out. And as I swim back to shore, trying not to detour no more, I can see all the blessings that God has in store. But I keep on stroking. Because my God is not joking, and with me, his patience is wearing thin. And to that well, I do not want to go back in. I don't want to rebel. I don't want to fail and end up like Jonah in that well. <laughs> no doubt, no Thank doubt. you, sir. No doubt. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, I served you the first time. I'm saying it was at the library. Yes, sir. Like, he got a. I love poetry. I love I, it. I, I love, love it all. You know what I'm saying? And um and it's you know, the only fact I can relate to what you're saying is just that just to hear you speak. You know what I'm saying? It's a great thing, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on the Thanks platform. Thanks for having me on. Uh, before we get about it, let uh, let people know where they can find you at. You know, give you shout outs and all that stuff. Um you can find me pretty much on Facebook under my name, Todd Evans. Because he don't answer his phone. I let you know that. <laughs> he didn't want I tried to, I tried to. Um <laughs> Also, um, the Willenberg Open Mic has a page on Facebook. The Don Evans Players has a page on Facebook and Instagram. And we also have a like page. I have no idea what that is, but I'm learning. Uh, one of the <laughs> members set it up. So you can check it out. Check out information about us there, too. No doubt. Shout out. Uh, peace to everybody. Love you. Happy New Year. No doubt. As always, man, we have a... <sighs> Thank you to our guests. Now, I mean, coming I on here because without 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 our guests and our, our people that come through here, we won't have a, a platform. Um, we do this, you no, know, not for us, but for them. Um, and we appreciate every time somebody come here and, and and show their talent, and their skills. Um, as always, I want to give a shout out to Miss Howard because you know uh, allows us to be here. How we have the choices uh, doing the podcast. Like I keep telling y'all, Kids Speaks is coming back. We just got Miss um, Howard's out for a little bit and. I know she's getting things situated with the uh, the community center here, so be on the lookout for that. Um, shout out to my man, um, Bless Child, the sponsor for the Blog Talk Radio, uh, Stressed Out Radio. I uh, always want to shout out to my, my wife and my family, everybody supporting everything I'm doing. And, um, of course, 
we have you said uh this Wednesday. Yep, Sanctuary Open Mic, 6 p.m. 101 Scotch Road, Ewing, and the Willenboro Open Mic Friday, 6:30 p.m. 429 JFK Willenboro. Okay, and then tonight is the uh, bars all night at the Champions anniversary. Uh, this is the, I think the fourth or fifth year anniversary. Make sure y'all swing through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Good. Um, make sure y'all swing through there tonight at the Champions bars all night. Um, but then of course we back. I'm saying happy new year to y'all. We back for the uh, the first show of the new year. Taking my funny bone comedy show. Mr. Ty Evans is gonna be in the building holding us down. He just give you a little taste of what he's gonna be bringing to the show on the first uh, on on the 18th. Uh, make sure y'all get your tickets. Of course, the show is sending out fast as always. So make sure y'all hit me up for those tickets. Um, um, yo, like I said, thanks to everybody's always supporting everything that we do. Uh, shout out to my man Top Flight. You know what I'm saying always coming through with the dopest comedians holding us down. Um, you know, I mean, funniest, uh, you know, host comedian in the tri-state area, you know, shout out to my man, uh, top. Um, if I've got anybody, you know, love all y'all and, uh, yo, shout out to my man, Jay and, uh, Nest Entertainment. Cause they're always coming through with the shirts. You know what I'm saying the, the, uh, listen, take my funny burn shirts. Make sure y'all get y'all, uh, get y'all shirts. You know I mean, put the waters in, um, uh, if I can't think of anything else, I'll, see, I'll be seeing you all week. I got shows all week. We got podcasts all week. Shout out to my man, uh, uh, Clutch, coming through this week as, as well, coming up. Um, um, uh, Ms. Meeks, uh, me, uh, I believe her last name is uh, Meekerson. But we got a special guest coming up this week, later on uh, Later on this week before, uh, uh, I think it was Thursday, we got another podcast with a special young lady coming through. Um, Rockstar, aka Rockstar, that's her name. So y'all be on the lookout for that. And, um, and like I said, boom, you know, it's your boy, Just. This is Global Unlimited Podcast. You know what I mean? And we out. Peace.